Hubhopper Originals Are you tired of the media constantly bashing your favorite football club? Are you fed up of the clickbait content? Are you annoyed that the media in your country just covers one sport and it is in football? Do you want this football 24 into 7? Well, you are not alone. In a time when the joy of football is at its absolute peak, the beautiful game still seems to be at the back burner in the sporting community and remains an unknown commodity for the masses. Keeping that in mind, we have launched an official VAR. a hub hopper's original where i prasad butkar shoma samuel and suprabhu gupta talk about all things football ranging from european football to indian football covering every aspect in detail of all the events that are taking place and make sure you are experiencing fresh content every week while attaining a different perspective yes you heard me right a different perspective of the beautiful game that we all love to watch and play well my question to you is are you ready for this Welcome to the viewers around the world. You are listening to the unofficial VAR, a Hub Hopper original. This is an exclusive football podcast, and I am your host Prasad Butkar. Joining me are my colleagues Supratim Gupta and Shlomo Samuel. How are you doing, guys? Hey everyone. Hey everyone. I'm I'm uh, doing great. Just a little tired from all the f- uh, football action happening right around the world. And there has yeah. been so much action, guys. So much. that we had to do this on a friday normally we do podcasts on a monday but that's okay well if missed the premier league games missed the copa del rey uh, el clasico or any other action around the world not to worry the unofficial va has got you covered well guys let's go on to the premier league and an exciting clash coming up this weekend supro yeah. with manchester city versus chelsea Well, um, before we get into the preview, let's take our viewers through what happened last week. And City were three-one victors over Arsenal. So, a fair result. Uh, did one? Did you see? Did you see it coming? Yeah, I did see it coming, and I was actually thinking that Arsenal might lose by five to six goals. But, uh, but being an Arsenal fan, you know, I hope that we might pull off a victory out of nowhere. But we couldn't. But I guess I didn't expect much out of Arsenal from this game because clearly Manchester City are the better team and they are fighting for a title. By, but and we are fighting for a top four spot. So I guess the result is a reasonable defeat and something which Arsenal can learn from and move on in their in their fight for the top four. And the the injuries haven't been kind for Arsenal, have yeah. they? They've lost the, a whole set of backline and. Uh, it doesn't get any better for their manager unai emery who's clearly struggling with the back line well um, he's been facing a lot of criticism there yeah. and uh, clearly faced some for not starting the likes of ramsey and ozil and denis suarez um, what was his game plan by the way going into this game yeah i think he decided to you know be compact uh, with the 442 shape kolasina starting at left wing and wobi starting at right wing Uh, the obvious game plan was to make sure that we absorb the pressure early in the game uh, let city have all the possession and hit them on the counter but i think that game uh, game plan went out of the window clearly when ivobi committed that mistake early in the first minute itself and laporte pounced on it and gave across to sergio aguero who scored from a header in the first minute itself we were one nil down but i think we absorbed the pressure really well we scored a goal 
through a set piece uh, thanks to koshelni uh, and from the minute uh, second to minute 40 i think we absorbed the pressure really well we were in the game we were defending well but another defensive mistake this time from its signer who couldn't mark his man in sterling and uh, as a match is ready score the second goal and they scored the third goal in sergio aguero as well who scored a beautiful hat trick well arsenal who had beaten chelsea so comprehensively the previous weekend yeah. uh, the weekend before the fa cup game and um, chelsea found themselves final winners over huddersfield a match you can say that you know was at the right time for them and higuain scoring that brace yeah yeah and the biggest positive out of that game was obviously higuain scoring two goals because the chelsea's top four hopes clearly re- rely on him and hazard if they combine beautifully the way they did was a huddersfield and then i think they can finish in the top four and obviously chelsea after that big loss against bournemouth uh, away from home four nil defeat it, it, they happened to restore the gd back well slow mo spurs have been a side that are on the roll and they clearly grind out that result in the league when it's matter well did you see uh, them getting all three points against newcastle especially the way newcastle was sitting back uh, spurs i i think have um, really uh, matured over the past few years and i i think spurs have got that uh, tenacity tenacity back in uh, back in their uh, team and um, i'm i'm really surprised by the way uh, fernando lorente has has been playing he's uh, coming up with the goals uh, people didn't really expect him to play uh, that well but spurs have been like really um, and being an arsenal fan i'm also surprised at the way they're playing uh, but yeah i i see them finishing in a, in the top 4 at least and getting their coveted champions league spot for next season yes yeah. was super spurs are the only side in the top 6 to not have drawn a game yeah. and uh, it's just wins and defeats if you look at the wins they are on par with liverpool mm-hmm. and it's the defeats that have kept them below the top 2 do you see the, this as a three horse title race no i don't think so because they have their own problems <laughs> at the moment with the stadium and with the injuries so i think their best chaho chance is to finish in the top 4 obviously they're not good enough to call uh, to win the champions league as well so and they have you know eliminated from the cups it i think it's pretty clear that their main objective this season is to qualify for the champions league and to make sure that when they get the new stadium next season they are in a very in a pole position to not only play the home games over there but also ha- increase the revenue which will help them to compete in the transfer market well uh, prasad like i it's it's not a two uh, it's not a two horse race i i feel it's a two horse and one chicken running uh, behind the two uh, horses race that's what i, I would like to say <laughs> as a arsenal fan going all out on the sp- on spurs bell super let's go again to liverpool's match where they squandered a- another chance 1-1 against west ham yeah um clearly struggling with injuries by the way do you think they are bottling it yet again that's the question that's been trending by the way yeah well the whole of england are hoping that they bottle this title race and one can understand why because clearly no one wants them to win the title and i think they were a bit lucky to only get out of a draw against west ham because west ham were clearly the better team they had the better chances you know if declan rice had scored that free header then yeah. west ham would have won that game so liverpool are a bit lucky to come out that come out of west ham with only a 1-1 and clearly the injuries are affecting them without a specialist right back and a specialist center back even gigi wijnaldum and jordan henderson were injured for this game so 
Liverpool, I think they are feeling the pressure at the moment because they have clearly given up a seven-point lead to now trail City by three points. Now they are level on points with City. Yeah, they are level, and so they are trailing on the basis of the goal difference. Yeah. So let's let's see. Let's hope they uh, do, they do bottle it. <laughs> According to uh, if the whole country wants it, but yeah, we are expecting <laughs> we are experiencing a brilliant title race at the moment. That's some way to put it. I, well, Supero and slow mo. This title race, it's it's earlier. It uh, r- uh, reminds me of the 2011-2012 season, which went to like the final day, the final whistle, the famous Ag- um, Aguero goal, yeah, um, and uh, where they won like the 94th minute. So I think this, I I hope this season goes till that stage in the season where one uh, team after finishing a game is standing on a pitch and trying to see what is happening at the. Uh, Other side of England. Yeah, that's what I've I've been hoping. The wire. For. Well, yeah. do you guys remember the 2013-14 one and the Chelsea visiting Anfield, <laughs> the famous slip that led to Dembaba's goal, Jose Mourinho pumping his chest. I think chest. Liverpool fans will search off this podcast at this moment. So, <laughs> you know, that's Let's move. <laughs> well, if you guys missed the double game week, Super City were up against Everton. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, to come comfortable two nil win, they grinded out that win. Hmm. Um. That's the stuff you do when you're not on song, an away game, a tough game. The three points matter, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, with Aguero not scoring there after his hat trick against Arsenal, um, this was quite a, a different game. But still, three points in the end. So that means that Liverpool and City are tied on points. Obviously, City having played this game extra, considering the fact that yeah. they play a Carling Cup final in the last Sunday of February. And I was surprised that uh, Everton bench Richarlison and Sigurdsson, mm. and I think that they are on board with the entire country in making sure that City win the title. <laughs> There, t- people are Liverpool fans are tuning out. Liverpool yeah, fans are tuning, tuning out. Well, um, how how do you think will this Saturday turn out? By the way, and it's game week number twenty six of the Premier League. City face Chelsea, yeah. and the last time Sarri's men. I won't say outclass them, but you know, got the better of them, two nil, um, a tactical win. Do you think the same result is on the cards, or Man City just come out of the blocks flying? Yeah, it will be an inter- interesting match because Manchester City are obviously in a title race, while Chelsea are in a top four, sp- uh, top four spot race. Uh, in the previous game at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea won the game two nil and. They gave, uh, they went with a clear game plan to make sure that they gave Chelsea uh, they, sorry they gave Manchester City all the possession they absorbed the pressure from the early minute and you know sit back deep and try to hit uh, play on the counter because Sari realized the fact that Manchester City were are a better team than Chelsea are in better form than them so it makes sense to you know uh, respect the strengths of the opponent but also make sure that we that Chelsea play the play on their own strengths and we must remember that their first shot was a first goal on target. Uh, when Kante scored from uh, outside the box, and the second goal was a set piece. So clearly, Sari had a game plan when they when these two sides faced at Stamford, Bridge, so at Stamford Bridge. So maybe he will do uh, the exact same thing at the Etihad Stadium. Well, Slomo, what do you think will be the top six at the end of the season? That's one prediction, Supero. I would like you to chip in as well after Slomo as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want a I want a city. Uh, Title yet again. Um, uh, Liverpool, I think, will uh, turn up second. Um, Spurs at at third. Despite being a Arsenal fan, this breaks my heart. To, uh, this breaks my heart to say it, but Spurs third. Um, 
on current form in february 2019 i think it should be manchester united at fourth um arsenal maybe at fifth uh, because chelsea have been a very very in consistent yeah um and chelsea at sixth but uh, the title race i think should go down till at least uh, game week 37 so i think that's my prediction for the top 6 so bro okay a different prediction from your end yeah my only prediction is that liverpool will win the title because since 2008 not a single premier league side have you know retained the title not even manchester united so i think the trend will continue and pep guardiola hasn't fared well when he has been a very competitive title race because even in uh, in his days in barcelona he won the title quite comfortably in his first uh, in the 10 11 season while in the next season when he was head to head with jose mourinho jose mourinho got the better of him and in bundesliga as well he won all the titles quite comfortably so i think the trend will continue in the premier league where we will see a different title winner in liverpool obviously manchester city will come as runner runners up tottenham should come as third and as lomo said and i reiterate it breaks my heart to say that but that's the reality and chelsea should finish fourth simply for the fact that they have got gonzalo higuain up front now so their you know attacking problems have solved a bit even gonzalo higuain came good against huddersfield and i think he will come good in the rest of the fixtures as well arsenal should come fifth and manchester united should finish sixth hey liverpool fans if you're listening there's a prediction saying that you will win the title so i hope you have tuned back in and <laughs> we, we uh, didn't turn out to be so uh, liverpool hating after all so yeah <laughs> well the, the premier league as you say the best league in the world yeah. well um uh, let's go to the league where the best player in the world plays um uh, arguably the best player in the world lionel messi and let's oh, just talk cristiano ronaldo <laughs> this banter you know you're up for a banter it seems <laughs> well um let's be uh, we are fresh off an el clasico yeah um which doesn't seem like an el clasico without messi and ronaldo but 1-1 at the new camp copa del rey semi final first leg um do you think valverde uh, was a bit naive to bench messi should he have gone with messi and uh, made sure that he got a few goals more had to take a lead to uh, the bernabeu i think valverde was a bit realist because clearly barcelona's objective this season is to retain the title and win the champions league as well so uh, it made sense to you know protect lionel because lionel messi because he was coming out of a knee injury and they didn't want to risk it Uh, any further because if Lionel Messi misses the game against Lyon and Lyon had a pretty good side this season you know things might look uh, bleaky for them so i guess it makes it made sense to not play Lionel Messi but their attacking potential was reduced significantly because Suarez is getting a bit older you know Malcolm he scored a goal but he has obviously not been a hit for Barcelona Ousmane Dembele blows hot and cold and so yeah and as you said prasad about the el clasico didn't look like didn't look like this el clasico of old and it was kind of a foreshadow that without cristiano ronaldo and lionel messi the el clasico isn't the fixture that everyone looks up to every year because the managers they they don't go to 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 like pep guardiola and jose mourinho went in the press conferences the players are a bit respectful more respectful than the fans like so yeah the el clasico obviously it's a good game to watch but it isn't as spicy as it used to be well the other leg the other match of the copa del rey that happened betis 2 valencia 2 that sets that might set up you never know who what might happen at the bernabeu and um, taking our attentions to the league valencia uh, took a point from barcelona yeah yeah 
um that was a pretty competitive game i thought valencia started so good at the new camp fearless sitting back they knew they they were defending in four blocks two blocks of four and uh, hitting on the counter i know santimina was benched but rodrigo he was there and uh, uh, was that was that a perfectly executed game plan from valencia yeah it was until lionel messi showed up you know he scored <laughs> a penalty and then he scored a beautiful goal outside the box and without lionel messi there is no chance barcelona make a comeback in that game luis suarez was very poor in the game and obviously the midfield didn't create much for them so yeah i think valencia did everything right but as i said it was lionel messi's uh, lionel messi's day well so uh, slomo madrid 3 alaves nil um they are rising up in the table aren't they after all the uh, lopetegui fiasco earlier in the season going down to 6th do you think madrid finish second or do you think the title race is still on um that's a, that's a really like i don't know i think the title race is is far from over uh, barcelona are prone to the occasional slip ups and uh, barcelona's defense has been a uh, weak like uh, uh, samedo is a, a weakling in the barcelona uh, defense madrid as as usual as has been for for, uh, for the past 3 4 years they tend to hit top form from feb to may and uh, i think this is their spring time this is where they excel the most hmm. um, uh, madrid as a club they have known to um, excel under uh, tumultuous times when they are in trouble when people are calling for their heads they rise up and and they come out i, I think that's why madrid are are the champions of of europe and the world is because of their uh, tenacity and strength in all departments on the pitch so mm-hmm. i think it's still a two way title um, maybe three with uh, uh, sevilla or atletico madrid but i think it's still on the la liga title well uh, atletico drop points clearly at a time where they could have closed in the gap to uh, three points uh, well barcelona are uh, six points ahead at the top of the summit in the la liga which takes me to the italian league supro and yeah. juventus 3 parma 3 juventus not having the best of weeks going out 3-0 against atalanta in the coppa italia by the way and then squandering a two goal lead in the serie a yeah still a title on for them consecutive eight to eight title in a row i don't think so because uh, they are nine points ahead of napoli and as good as napoli are uh, there is highly any chance that juventus will drop points i think it's it is just a minor blip in their form Uh, with the and with the Champions League and coming out, I think they will hit top gear as soon as possible. So, uh, Prasad, a question for you: uh, Who uh, who do you think is uh, better at the moment, uh, Lionel Messi or uh, Ronaldo? Is undoubtedly Lionel Messi. The way he has been uh, running the show in the La Liga and uh, the way he has been carrying the team, um, it, it's a it's a matter of doubt. who's the best player at the moment is period by the way period don't come at me cr7 fans he is sensational but uh, an overall product i would say lionel messi well uh, supro here's a stat slomo here's a stat by the way for our audience is that the last time juventus were knocked out by atlanta in coppa italia and the season that they went on to win the super super coppa it was 1995 1996 any guesses where i'm going to Champions League. Ah yes, they won the Champions League that year. Wow. And this year is the year again when Atlanta won over them. Atlanta knocked them out and uh, they lifted the Coppa Italia against Milan 
if you all remember mm-hmm. um well this is the year and uh, it looks like the, the way they have bought in ronaldo and the way they have been lined up this season it looks might just be their season in the champions league which is about to arrive well um, le- uh, guys a quick round up from the bundesliga is that leverkusen were 3-1 victors over bayern and uh, bvb dropped points they had a 1-1 draw against frankfurt well so bro here's what we have to speak about in the dfb pokal mm. um bvb 3 bremen 3 um roy's out do you think roy's not being in the squad um uh, affects bvb dortmund yeah but they have to protect him because roy's has been out a lot in the past seasons he he's a lot injury prone for the player that he is he's a fantastic player but he loses he loses a lot of matches due to his injuries and he has obviously missed the world cup in 2014 in germany won he also missed the euro i think in 2016 absolutely and the only world cup he played was this year, last year in russia but you know germany underperformed badly so i think uh, borussia dortmund knows for a fact that they have to protect protect him in the matches that they require marco is to play and that is the bundesliga because they are clearly ahead of bayern munich by 6 by 7 points at this moment and mm. Uh, if uh, by uh, Borussia Dortmund harbor any hopes of winning the Bundesliga this year, they have to get Marco Reus fit. Well, the top four of the the final four of the DFB Pokal are Werder Bremen, RB Leipzig, Bayern Munich, and Schalke. Well, um, if you have been wondering what happened to PSG in their league game, PSG succumbed to their first ever defeat in the French league this season, and that clears all the doubts. of an invincible season well um, top 5 leagues so much to talk about well guys it's been a very good episode in my opinion a lot of banter i um i hoping a few a few bashing from liverpool fans <laughs> so um that's been such an episode uh, on this week of the unofficial var um any surprises that you are looking forward to this weekend let me remind you if you have forgotten it's the madrid derby this weekend by the way yeah and i hope that leicester beat tottenham and wembley because we need uh, the uh, teams of arsenal to drop points for arsenal to come back in the top four uh, slow mo <coughs> your your predictions on the madrid derby i think it's going to be a tight game again maybe like a entertaining to draw for for the neutrals and uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be a draw. It should end in a draw mostly. Hmm. Well, um, that's about it from this episode of the unofficial VAR. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with some more exciting news, some uh, results, pre-match previews, and reviews. Till then, keep listening to the unofficial VAR, a Hub Hopper original. I hope you enjoyed this Hub Hopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info@hubhopper.com. That's info@hubhopper.com and we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.